Welcome to Wow Soch, a show where we take you on a literary journey with award-winning authors and what makes the Valley of Words such a spectacular literature fest, running its fifth edition this year. Hello, Christine. Good evening, Professor Alain de Soulière. I'm so pleased to be in conversation with you tonight. So, Professor, you are a specialist of Urdu literature and history of India, and you taught for many years at uh, the French Institute of Oriental uh, Languages. You taught at Sorbonne University and gave lectures in GNU, Mysore, Mumbai, even Shanghai University. You have translated a lot of works and you, uh, you did a lot of research, but you have translated an anthology of Urdu poetry. Yes. And also an Urdu short story written by Sadat Asan Manto. Yes. I was wondering how did you get this passion for the Urdu language? Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Yes. Uh, first of all, uh, it's quite an old story because uh, it brings me back to 1972. Hmm. So I taught in Paris. I taught for 36 years, if my memory doesn't fail me. Um, how I was attracted to Urdu literature. First of all, I was always attracted uh, by uh, literary translation and compared literature as well as history. I grew up partly in Spain and my uh, first posting in university level was in Toledo University. And as you may know, uh, Toledo in medieval ages was known as the city of the three cultures. It was the first ever uh, city in Europe to have a center of translators for uh, Latin, Arabic, and Hebrew. Ooh. And uh, from those days, I got... Uh, uh, I was attracted by old literature and also by uh, translations of uh, Arabic-Spanish literature into Spanish. I did not learn any Arabic, just uh, the alphabets. I could read, that's all. So which means that you discover Urdu in Toledo? Uh, no, a bit later. In Toledo, uh, in Toledo, I discovered India. Yeah. Because those years, you see, the 1970, they were the years of the ways of Kathmandu. Ooh. And we were all fascinated, you know. Uh, I had seen uh, Granada in Spain. I mean, Orient was not, uh, uh, not so distant after all. Mm -hmm. And uh, when, when times for the military service came, so the French Republic called me. You know, I, I uh, had to go back to France 
And I was sent for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs as a French teacher in South Asia. Mm. And uh, I was there between India and Pakistan for 11 years. Ooh. Yes. Long time. Is it, is it at that time uh, that you decided to, uh, to become a literary translator? How, uh, what were your first steps, I mean, in translation? And uh, when did, did you decide to translate and to write this anthology of Urdu poetry? That, that came uh, much later. Uh, when I was posted in Paris, mm -hmm. I was going very, very often to India, and uh, uh, in my, I had to teach Urdu literature anyway. So you cannot teach Urdu literature in France uh, without translating. It's impossible because students, they cannot reach the level of uh, re readership. They, they, they are not, uh, even in three years, you see, Even four years, it's difficult for them to apprehend Urdu literature from the original. So translate, translating from Urdu into French was a daily work for me. Mm. And later on, uh, I never knew I could translate poetry. I, frankly, I never knew. Uh, a, a publisher approached me, Boucher Chastel, mm -hmm. And uh, they wanted to me to translate an anthology of Urdu poetry. Mm. By the way, they thought I would do it through English, <laughs> which I would never do, <laughs> of course. And uh, it so happens that uh, uh, I was, in those days, I was very much fascinated by the poetry of Faiz Ahmed Faiz. I had met him twice. Okay. Yes. And uh, I absolutely wanted to translate Faiz Ahmed Faiz in that anthology, which I did. <laughs> But uh, the Boucher Chastel publishers, they were not very much interested in uh, publishing a big volume. You know, they, uh, I don't know if you can see it. Uh, can you see it? Yes? Yeah. They were interested in a, in a pocket edition, and they were not interested in a bilingual edition. And I always wanted bilingual editions, mm. because it's my belief that uh, bilingual editions are far more useful than monolingual translation. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I was allowed to uh, make one page of bilingual translation. Mm. Only one. Mm. But uh, later on, you know, I participated to many, many conferences in literature, in compared literature. Mm. And then I did publish, uh, I say, uh, chapters or a, no a short novel, uh, either in Urdu or in French. Uh, and, I mean, uh, the Urdu was the original version, mm -hmm. but revised. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and you were mentioning uh, short novels, yes. short stories. Stories. So, this is what I did. Mm, Toba Texing. Yes, but it's, it's 34 
34 stories actually. And uh, uh, 400 pages. Mm. <laughs> that, that, that was also in Bouchet Chastel uh, in 2008, mm. immediately after the anthology of poetry. Mm. And, and uh, again, I was not allowed to, uh, to publish bilingual, but I did that in, um, in reviews, in, uh, you know, uh, in, in some journals, I did a bit, yes. So you, you moved from Toledo to Paris, you teach, uh, you taught in, uh, in Alco. Tell us, um, tell us about this uh, cheap, I mean, unique uh, institution in France um, dedicated to Oriental languages, um, established, if I'm not wrong, in uh, 1795. Yes. The, the Urdu chair was founded the, uh, the mid-19th mid, uh, century, right? It is 1830. 1830. 1830. Mm. Yes. Very, uh, very early. Tell us about this institution because... You see, the... This the, is an institution in France, in Paris, where you can uh, study a lot of rare languages. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Yes, uh, rare languages from the point of view of Europe, naturally. Yes. <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. Uh, we have, I think, 92 languages hmm. of the world. And out of them, seven, seven Indian languages, including Urdu, Sinhali, and uh, um, Bengali, uh, and also Rom, you know, the language of the gypsies, mm. which is also an Indian language. Mm. And in that aspect, we're a unique institution. Mm. And regarding Urdu and Urdu translation, uh, Garçon de Tassi, who was the first professor of Hindustani, he published uh, uh, an Indian author uh, in Urdu and French. I say in Urdu and French. He, uh, that was... Um, oh, I forgot. Uh, one second. Uh, um, he, he published Mirdard. Uh, I'll tell you. It was Garçon Tassi was the first um, ever uh, scholar mm -hmm. who published Urdu yeah. and print Urdu. Yeah. That was the first time in 1840 mm -hmm. in France. Mm -hmm. uh, Wali, he published Wali, Wali, Wali Gujarati, mm -hmm. and uh, he had a first-hand uh, knowledge of the manuscripts, mm -hmm. and that is quite, quite remarkable. Mm -hmm. And I had to uh, work on uh, Garçon Tassi's life, and I have all his works, and he was a model later on, of course. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Yes, I would come to uh, more uh, actual problems mm. because uh, translating 
has changed a lot. Yeah. Uh, with with the the uh, with two main uh, aspects, I would say. First of all, illustration. Nineteenth mm -hmm. century was a great uh, uh, epoch for illustrating translations, and illustrations became uh, an uh, adjuvant a help, a very needed help for translation. It became a way of translating. Mm -hmm. For example, look at this illustration of uh, R.K. Narayan. Mm -hmm. You see it? That is uh, Swami and Friends. Uh, is it, this is a Malgudi school days, right? Malgudi school days, which is a, a modern version of Swami and Friends. Yeah. A school and, version. Yeah. Why did you decide to study the translation, adaptation to the screen of this uh, Malgudi school days? Uh, because when I was teaching in Delhi, in JNU, I think that was 2015, mm -hmm. I was looking for models of uh, multiple translation. That is, uh, the concept of translation is now very wide. It includes uh, TV and cinema adaptation. Mm -hmm. Adaptation is now called audiovisual translation. Yeah. And Narayan has been translated beautifully into French. You see? And also illustrated, but in a very, very different way. And there was a, a, a very interesting attitude by the French uh, uh, translator, uh, Swami Sesami, that was translated by Anne-Cécile Padoue. Mm -hmm. And uh, she uh, took another illustrator, you see, not uh, uh, Narayan was illustrated by his brother. Mm -hmm. uh, Lakshman, who was a, a cartoonist for the press also. Mm -hmm. So those illustrations would not speak to the French reader. And she took uh, uh, an, uh, a French illustrator, Françoise Boudignon, who made a beautiful job to introduce Indian civilization, as you can ju judge even by the cover. You yeah. see, if you compare, mm. you see, uh, uh, yeah. can you see both? Yeah, that's better. That, yeah? Yeah. So um, I reflected on these, you know, um, the, the, the paper, the role of translation uh, illustrated, uh, the role of illustration, the importance of still image and that also led me yeah. to the uh, cinema adaptation. Mm. Because cinema adaptation from literature very often uh, used, translate, uh, used uh, illustrations from the print edition. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the, the and cinema adaptation usually usually is from translated literature 
and also from illustrated literature. Mm -hmm. So do you, do, you, um, do you think that this audiovisual adaptation of uh, classical literature helps to read this classical literature? Definitely, definitely. You see, uh, it's quite funny that uh, the first people who made uh, Maupassant available to Indian schoolboys, mm -hmm. they were the, uh, the Indian themselves, not the French. <laughs> tell so, us, yes, tell us more about the, the translation adaptation to the screen of uh, Maupassant. Uh, yes, style. yes. Oof. Uh, can you see it? Katasagar. What does it mean? Katasagar. It means an ocean of story. Oh. Katha is story and Sagar is ocean. Hmm. Uh, by the way, it is a very convenient name because the, uh, the founders, the publishers, they were the brothers Sagar. Hmm. And they were from Lahore. Uh, and they uh, they had they had started adapting literature to the TV screen, uh, and this, that was the that those were the times of Indira Gandhi. Mm -hmm. So the Congress Party wanted to use television to educate people. But why Maupassant? Ah, uh, Maupassant. It has always been taught in, in, in India as a European author in English. Okay. So it, it, was, it's, was, it was translated from English into Hindi and then adapted uh, to the screen. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Oh, he was never translated into Hindi. Uh, he was adapted into Hindi. Some of his stories inspired Premchand and inspired Manto as well. Mm, mm. That is another story. But um, the Sagar brothers and uh, also uh, Shyam Benegal, who adapted most of uh, 13 stories of Maupassant for Kata Sagar. Mm -hmm. uh, that was in TV series, and later on it came into uh, cassettes, and then in uh, video, uh, you see, uh, uh, a luxury edition actually, mm -hmm. with a booklet, you know, uh, and it sold very, very well. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the purpose of, of Qatar Sagar was to introduce the younger readers, the, the young readers, to uh, the, the novel and precisely the story, the short novel, you know, the story. Mm -hmm. So uh, in India, in Indian modern literature, novel didn't catch much. Uh, it's more short story that was a success. Mm. And it was mostly inspired by French and Russian literature, mm. Mm -hmm. translated into English. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, so did uh, Shyam Benagal. He used the translation of Maupassant, 1900, a very old one. You see, Maupassant was translated into English immediately. He used to publish in, uh, in, uh, in newspapers in Normandy, and in Normandy, in those days, it was full of English people. Mm. And when they would like a story, they had it published almost immediately in England, in English. So Maupassant was published at the same time in England, in England as well as in France. <laughs> and, and thanks to Katasagar, I discovered a, a story of Maupassant translated in English in 1900, that is nowhere in French. It has been lost. The, the name is the debt, la debt, mm -hmm. and in, in Hindustani it is do tasvire, and it has a beautiful Hindi version, I mean the dialogues, and I uh, I looked everywhere in the National Library, uh, everywhere for that original French version of La Dette, the Dette, and I could not find it. Okay. So, in a way, the Indian uh, director, Shyam Benegal, he has been, uh, he has rendered a great service to world literature and also to short story. Uh, you know, including French literature. What is, um, what is today the importance of Urdu text, classical or contemporary text, translated uh, into French and vice versa? Uh, not much, I would say, so far. Mm -hmm. So far. Uh, of course, we have, uh, um, we have Maupassant, Sorry, excuse me. Uh, Balzac, mm. Balzac has a short allusion, allusion in a short novel of his to uh, Urdu literature. Just one sentence. Mm -hmm. But it was since Garçon Tassi, since uh, Garçon Tassi translations, uh, Balzac in his fantastic stories often refers to Urdu literature without knowing. He had an indirect knowledge. And the Urdu version of, uh, um, uh, of the Arabian Nights, the Urdu version of the Arabian Nights is better known than uh, the, uh, the Arabic version. And all French version of the Arabian Nights are to up till today, they actually rely on Indian and Hindustani versions. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Oh, I understand. Um, many literature translators have a special relationship with authors. What kind of relationship do you establish 
with the author, with the author you translate? Uh, first of all, I try to work independently. The first, the which, first really, which means, which means without, without the the author. Uh, first of all, I make sure that I have the author's agreement, his authorization for translating. Mm. That is the first thing. Mm. And after that, I consider that if you work with the author, you know, you will disagree all the time. <laughs> uh, this is um, also very interesting to share uh, and to point out the difficulties of translation from lang yeah. one language to another language. Yes. And yes. also to understand the context, the environment um, yeah. of, of the translation of the tra of, and of the order. For example, for, uh, for Manto, yeah. I visited the Manto family several times. Okay, you I, met the family. Yes, I was allowed to see his papers and made many photographs of his personal papers, mm. including letters and uh, newspaper cutting because he works, he worked as a newspaper editor, uh, newspaper, uh, as a journalist, say, for many, many years. So it's also, it's also why you are, we can say you are a translator, but you are also historian because yes. all elements, documents, yes, yes, help you to understood, to understand his environment of writing, I guess. Definitely. If you haven't seen Mumbai, for example, if you do not know the history of the cinema of Mumbai, you cannot translate Monto. No. It is not well known. It has come quite late. Uh, Manto inspired and worked for many, many film directors. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the beginning, it was thought that he had directly written eight scripts for films for uh, Bollywood. So uh, now it is more than 20. <clears throat> and the research is not over. The difficulty is that Manto was typewriting on stencil, you know, on, uh, uh, on bad paper. Mm. And he would have only one copy, mm -hmm. give it to the publisher. And very often these papers were not uh, kept. They were destroyed. Oh. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, uh, it's a great pity. Mm. For example, speaking of translation, yeah. Manto um, made a translation cum adaptation mm -hmm. of uh, the last day of uh, uh, convict by Victor Hugo. Mm -hmm. You know, the last day of uh, le dernier jour d'un condamné à mort. Mm. So he made a beautiful Urdu version which was actually an adaptation. And that went into cinema also, Ooh. but in a disguised way. Ooh. So uh, coming back to translation, I could quote on some people who worked with Indian authors mm -hmm. and uh, without knowing the original language, through English, 
mm. checking with the authors. And that is very wrong. First yeah. of all, because you do not, do not have an inner feeling of the language itself. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Sorry to interrupt you. Do you have some example of wrong translated because we translate, uh, for example, uh, uh, Hindi novel into French, but not from the Hindi language, but from the English one? Yes. What yes. example of short uh, um, phrases? Um, I cannot quote directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that uh, uh, Ismat Chukhtai, for example, was wrongly translated from Urdu, yeah. from English, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Manto also was wrongly translated because his first translator in English, um, you know, he uh, did not agree with so many uh, metaphors by Manto. He would cut them. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I perfectly understand your point because uh, it's also why uh, at the French Institute in India we promote the translation from French into Indian languages. For example, if there is a French author translated in English, for sure we have a lot. Yes, and the the facility is to translate from English into Indian languages. But yes. the result is not satisfied at all. Yes, yes. Why through our program, Paptagor, we promote the translation from uh, French language into Indian languages, but also Indian languages into French directly. Yes, let me quote my student, Bhavna Singmar, from JNU. Uh-huh. Uh, she is also, in, uh, in addition to her PhD, she is translating Le Petit Nicolas yeah. <laughs> into Hindi. Into Hindi. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, let me see. She, uh, she also used the cinema adaptation, naturally, but while translating into Hindi, she naturally came into many problems. And she saw that uh, the English translators of Le Petit Nicolas, they had, you know, sort of uh, escaped the problems. Mm-hmm. For example, how do you translate or do you translate or not the nicknames of the characters? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So in Hindi, you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicola, no, because it's, uh, it's, it's the name of the hero that you cannot change. Yeah. A Hindi translator, a Hindi translator uh, made for n- not Le Petit Nicola, another novel with Le Petit Nicola, he made Nikku. Mm, yeah. Which is not so bad because it yeah. it echoes the Punjabi Nikka, which means small. Ah, tike tike. And it sounds like the sound is like Nicola. I mean Yes, uh, yes. No, it's, it's not not so bad. Yeah, it's a but, mix, it's a balance, it's a mix, it combines 
between the French, uh, between the Punjabi sound and Hindi uh, rhythm. Yes, but, but, but you lose something, you see? So, uh, my student, she was telling me, all those French uh, names, they are uh, not easy in Hindi. Uh, couldn't I adapt Hindi names everywhere, proper names? Mm -hmm. I said, if they are nicknames, translatable, if they do mean something, yes. Mm -hmm. If they don't, keep them as proper names. And also, you see, uh, you have to give a taste of French to the young readers. If you make it all adapted to Indian context, then it is not French literature anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, um, we, uh, we support uh, the publisher of uh, Asterix. Yes. Huge, huge uh, work of translation from... I know into Hindi. Can you ima imagine yes. how, because, uh, and it was one of my questions I wanted to ask you, can you speak more about the creative potential of translation? Transla tr a translator, for me, uh, is also an author. Yes. And the power, the potential, the creative potential of translation is also, uh, a new literary work when you translate. Of course, in any case, yeah. do we know of any literature, I say any modern, let us say modern literature, which did not start by translation? Yeah, yeah. You see, translation is at the very root of literary translation, literary creation. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I mean... You, you already have a, a long, 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 many years of experience of translation. I think in the, in, during this Valley of Words festival, uh, we, we have... Uh, uh, students or, or maybe translator who are listening to you, what advice will you give to a young translator? Well, like I said, do not work with the author. <laughs> I'm surprised. Because, I'm yes, surprised. Be, because the author, he, you see, he, he changes. He may not agree anymore with what he published. Mm. So he will in, uh, influence you. Yes, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally understand. Yes, and, and, and there is also a very important point uh -huh. is, uh, is uh, you see, um, you should be uh, free in creating your own translation. Mm. So if there is a break, Mm -hmm. And there are many breaks. Anyway, yeah. it, it, it's, it's for you to overcome. For example, I would quote my former publisher in Boucher Chastel. Uh, I was read, re-read, which is natural, by a, a young lady mm -hmm. uh, uh, for, for, the, for the sake of the French prose 
while I was translating Manto. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was translating one of the most poetic stories by Manto, which is unfortunately very uh, little known. It is Diwali Kediye, The Lamps of Diwali. Mm -hmm. It is hardly two pages, but it is actually a poem, like just like a poem, you know. And uh, it's uh, um, everybody uh, in the in the street. You see, you have the lights of Diwali. Yeah. The 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 DA, the lamps are alight, mm -hmm. and one by one, the people of the street come in, in the light of the of the DA. Mm -hmm. And there is a short description of everyone. So there is the, the, the worker who is very tired and, and wondering how could he buy a lamp. Ooh. There is the <laughs> little girl whose she has a, a small coin in her hand and she wants to buy, uh, she runs to buy a deer, a lamp. And you have the lover, the young boy, who is looking at the window of his beloved. She opens and she closes. And that's all, you know. And all of a sudden, a gust of wind comes and all the lights that were so happy, they are off. Now you have to know that this novel you have to know the context. It was written in the 1940s. Mm. It was a Hindu association that had approached Manto in Lahore. Uh, they had asked him to write something about Diwali, which was widely celebrated even in Muslim towns. Uh, she, they had said, please write something on Diwali. We are so much... Uh, worried about the, those killings, you know. Please, uh, so Manto did. And it's a beautiful poem. So my reader, the French reader, she yeah. said, hey, you are repeating yourself. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Uh, may I ask you to, to read maybe an abstract of Urdu text that you particularly loves. Uh, I'll see. Uh, one, one second. Uh, it's, so, it's so interesting to have the music of the language when yeah. we are not as French. Uh, we, are not you, we, we are not used to... If I can Urdu, look for... Uh, just a small um, sentences. Yes, uh, I have one here. Mm -hmm. One second. Uh. Thank you so much. I, um, I'm so I'm so happy to listen to um, these languages on the north part of uh, of. England. So, kahani ka unwan ye hai Diwali ke diye. Chutki mundir per Diwali ki diye hamte hue. बच्चों के दिल की तरह डरक रहे थे। mm. Donc les, les lampes de Diwali 
comme, le, comme les cœurs des enfants, vous euh, voyez, sautillaient, elles, parce qu'elles sont remuées par le vent, mmh. elles sont accrochées à des ficelles. Mouni, the little girl, Mouni dorti hui ai, apni nani si gagri ko dono haton se upar uthai chat ke niche gali me mori ke pas khari ho gai. Uski, uh, uski rui hui ankhon me Mondir par pele hue, pele hue, dione, kei chamkile, nangine, jardie. Les lampes sont de véritables personnages. Mm-hmm. Voyez? Et elles animent le sourire de la petite fille. Lovely. Maybe just okay. one more because we will uh, uh, have three minutes again. Uska nanasa. Sina die ki lu ki tarha kampa. Her little breast, you know, just like the, the, the swinging of the lamps, you know, she was like this. Because of emotion. And then she opens, sorry, she, uh, she opens her fist and In the fist, you know, pasinese biga hua, there was a, um, a, a little coin full of sweat. <laughs> And then she runs to buy the dia. Alan ji, bohot danyavar. Even if my Hindi is not enough, I, I would love to, uh, to work with you and to improve, uh, to improve my Hindi. Thank you so much for... Oh. Uh, a last, yes, please. A last advice I would give yes. is to take care of illustrations, mm. especially if you work on classical literature. You know, uh, classical literature needs illustration mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Indian illustration, of course. Yes, and Indian illustration are so beautiful. And... They are. They are. Yes. Yes. They Thank are. Makes sense. I'm working these days on Ghalib, illustrated Ghalib, for example. Yeah, okay. Thank you so, so much, Professor Bahad Danyavar. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your advice. I was really, it was a pleasure to, uh, to have you in this. Um, in this is the Urdu text, you know? Diwali Kediye. Lovely, lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, see you soon in, uh, in, uh, in Paris, Mosuri, and I yeah. hope in India, yeah. of course. Yeah. I, I, wish, I wish Swami and Friends was retranslated in French. You know? Look, look at these beautiful illustrations. Yes, yes. Absolutely nice. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much for the illustration, for the books for uh, your passion of Urdu literature and history of India. And I'm sure that the, uh, the audience will have a lot of questions. And yeah. uh, yes, please. Um, I shall be extremely pleased to participate, even from far away now. <laughs> Thank you so much again. Thank you. 
कोई बात नहीं बाय बाय फिर मिलेंगे नमस्कार नमस्कार